1: You're listening to Live from the Path, coming from the Pathway Studios here in Johnston proper. Hey, Ben, do you do your own taxes? I have always done my own taxes. I was threatening not to do it this year. I, I feel like I might have thing. complicated my tax situation. Hmm. I was thinking the same thing. I don't know what point I think that I should get someone else to do it, but I'm struggling. It doesn't, I, Everyone else seems to be getting better refunds than me, and I
2: think, how can that be? Hmm. Is it because I'm doing it myself on the TurboTax? I gave up the TurboTax years ago. What do you do? Years ago, I go to M- Mark. Mark? Mark. Mark the tax man? Yeah. <laughs> How biblical. My dad, my dad said, I use Mark. And so I said, okay, give me his number. Have you Have you been happy with the results? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I'm finding a new tax man this year. Take that, Mark. I don't mean it, Mark. It's not against you. It's just I feel like uh, I've heard before that uh, with rental properties, you know, there's things to... Move around and, and mm-hmm. losses and gains, and I feel like Mark didn't do it for me last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mark's out. Uh, if you need a tax man, uh, go ahead and get a hold of the live from
1: the Path Complete line, Ben. Yeah, it's five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. You could call or text, and just let us know you're in need of a tax man, and we'll pray on that for you. Yeah, <laughs> or tell us the name of your tax man <laughs> so we could fish around. Yeah, so I like I went to talk to a guy because like I thought. uh, just uh, the income coming from not just one spot, um, and so I went to talk to a guy, and I think it was going to be three hundred and some dollars or something, and like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to pay any money. But I mean, by the time I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel that way when I go to the store, or yeah. get my car fixed. <laughs> yeah, you know? I just, I just want it to be free. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, I, feel, I feel like when I was using the TurboTax, it was still one hundred and twenty-five bucks by the time I. Got the software where I could say, hey, I, I lost money podcasting or something. And so, you know, uh, maybe maybe just to know, maybe it's just like every 10 years I should pay a guy to do it just so I look like, I know that year it was good. Everything else is is this is built on, you know, uh, Skittles and Badgers. But doesn't like that like guy did it right. Doesn't like a good uh, tax professional look, they'll look at you this year's return and go, oh, yeah, here's big money. And they're like, we're going to look at the last one, too. You might have been, they'll yeah. file you an amendment. And get a couple more hundred. I got, like, I right. got
0: uh, like fifteen grand back doing that. What? Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I I had a pretty high dollar place I was going to for for years. Yeah. Uh, it was costing me close to five hundred bucks a wow. year to do it. Yeah. Um. And uh, I don't know for whatever reason, I something something just told me I gotta find someone else. So I found a, a new guy. He's actually like across the state, but because I'm a pastor, he does it for hundred bucks. Oh, nice. Which was like, I'm like, okay, I like yeah. him already. But then he was looking at stuff, going, uh, he screwed up. And it was a housing allowance, oh, allowance yeah, issue. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, like the guy forgot. It was only, he only did it two years, but, but he may, had me pay taxes on my housing allowance. Mm. And that was like 15 grand. Wow. Um, and uh, like I didn't catch it and he didn't catch it. And all the people that check it after him didn't, didn't catch it. But this one guy, was, he's good. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I saw that right away. And filed all the stuff for me. And yeah, nice. That's why I got a new truck. All right, maybe we should do a new, <laughs> maybe we should get a tax man. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we need a tax man. Okay, if you find one, Nathaniel. Well, Dan sounds
1: like he's got a good one. Yeah, but that's you're not a pastor. Is that he's guy not...
0: only do pastor taxes? He does everybody's, but but he gives a very dis- deep discount to preachers. Okay.
1: So he's probably five hundred for the regular Samaritan
0: like I me, and Nathaniel. Know. It's in a little town over by the river. I see you won't divulge the name of the do town. Do you want me yet. to say it on? I mean no. we have a very no. large hey, no. audience here. I don't
1: want to be fighting a bunch of people for tax man. We need, need to man. pay sponsorship yeah. if I'm gonna mention his name. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's 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 deal with the we'll locally. And then we'll go from there. All right.
2: Someone okay. else has got to try him besides Pastor Dan. Yeah. Nathaniel, you're on board. He's going to go to the guy that Ben went to. Okay, yeah. I, I th- was going to pay the I was going to pony up 300. <laughs> Wait, but what was your overall impression of him?
1: I think uh, yeah, he always he made things sound really simple. Uh like I I had a list of like 10 questions he like, "Yeah, it's just it's income, man." Like, "Oh, but what about this? Income. What about this? Income." <laughs> like I, I thought I was being real complicated. And he's like, nah. he goes, the ta- it's not really that difficult. He goes, uh, and what did he tell me? He t- said something interesting about the tax software. Uh he said that, that um if you're using like the basic H take the H and R block or the turbo tax. Yeah. He goes, he goes, that same company sells me software for like 10 grand. And he goes, it, it it's different. <laughs> he, oh. go- he goes, it's better. It's, it's obviously better. And he goes, I still double check all of it because you just never, you know, you never know. They're software makers. They're not necessarily tax people all the time. And he goes, I'm going to run back through it. But like, it is a different experience as to whether you are, you know, you're doing it by yourself and whether I'm using the software made by the same company. He goes, uh, you're, you're probably missing out on some stuff. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, okay. Now I
1: want to try it. Plus yeah. this
2: year I started a, uh, well, I didn't start it. I was kind of thrown into it, but, uh, like, uh, uh, a holding company. So Yeah. I was like, what, am I even, what do I do with that? I don't even know if I made money on You'll that. You hold it. I don't either. Yeah, you I just did. hold it. Yeah. Tax says hold. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I Okay, want... anyway, we're going to go to Ben's tax yeah. Okay,
1: this is the year of the tax ban.
2: Yeah, we're going to try
1: to do an adult thing. <laughs> I'm 40 years old. I'm going to try a tax man. <laughs> a man. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> we can you
2: get a group on, on this tax Yeah. if we all show up together?
1: <laughs> I'll call him. I'll ask the lace for a referral bonus. That way, at least I get and benefited. Dagham. Yeah.
2: No tax man's like, "Boy, I hope three dudes
1: swing in here and that's for a group on <laughs> discount." <laughs> <laughs> He's going to up his price just cuz we're paying in the in the butt. Okay, it's 400 for <laughs> you. <laughs> Actually, now I'm kind of curious. So, I, if you guys if you've done your own taxes normally and then have had the experience of switching to a tax tax man, has it been Dan's experience where yeah. you just you came out smelling like roses, swimming in Scrooge McDuck money? Yeah, or did you pay double to get the same information? You still owe it 650. Okay. Okay. Just on why we're on the subject of taxes. Cause like they always ask you, do you make charitable donations? Right. Yeah. And almost everywhere I give my money to does not provide receipts. Agreed. And so like, I just, I have no proof that I gave away anything, but I gave away a lot of money. <laughs> and I thought to myself, like, I never wanted like the, the potential tax ramifications to be the reason I did the good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but like on the flip side of that, uh, I mean, it's it's Caesar's program. Caesar is offering the tax deduct if I could prove charitable donation. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, but I can't. I got zero proof. I did anything. Yeah, you don't get to claim it. Nah. Yeah, Maybe I mean, tax man will be more loosey goosey. No, with it's laws. it is Caesar's <laughs> program, so you do have to follow Caesar's terms. Yeah. What don't you get to do up to like six hundred? Uh, no receipt. Okay, that's that's something. That's the that is the line of which can I get away with this? <laughs> <laughs> not is this the appropriate use of the tax? I give all mine to people specifically and yeah. not uh, organizations. Yeah, and so it'd be hard to get receipts from them. <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing, and I, I don't like. I, I don't have any. This was um, this was the big deal. I there um, in one of the debates with Donald Trump, where he was, people were like, "Hey, man, you didn't pay any taxes." He's like, "You let me." Um, like, <laughs> he goes, "You should fix that." And Then he goes, and they won't, uh, because all their friends are there, and he's like pointing at Hillary Clinton and stuff like that. And uh, uh, and it was it was funny because like there's a, there's a, he's like I'm gonna keep doing it because that's the tax code. He goes, you should change the tax code, but like as long as that's the tax, like why wouldn't I not I'd take the tax deduction, yeah. <laughs> right? And so like um, there's no reason there's no reason not to take the deduction if you gave and the government like is trying to encourage that behavior. Uh, but I would agree with Mike. It, like that shouldn't be the reason you give. And frankly, if you had to choose and you said this is a righteous thing to give to, but there, uh, there's no tax deduction, then you should still give to the righteous thing. It's just, if it also happens to be a deduction, then fine. I just need more friends that are a 5013 c corporation. Yeah, operation. yeah. Listen here, uh, 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 I don't know, Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, He's an art,
2: art appraiser. Of... What's that? You need an art appraiser friend. What's an art appraiser do? Uh, he appraises art. Like says, <laughs> this art is, you know. You okay,
1: might... no, I understand what an art appraiser <laughs> is. How does he
2: factor into the equation? <laughs> well, here's what they, uh, the, the, the people who don't want to pay taxes do, right? They'll buy this really crappy piece of art. Right. And then they get their friend who's a tax appraiser and they'll say, Yeah, that that's probably worth like uh ten million and then they say, Okay. And then they donate it to a charity to auction off. And I said, This is worth ten million and I donated it, this ten million dollar worth piece of art oh, to a yeah, charity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so then they get a ten million dollar tax Even deduction. if they only
1: sell it for twenty five hundred. Yeah. Because yeah, they that's it was worth
2: it was worth. Buy an appraiser.
1: So I need a shady, an underbelly type. Yeah. Okay, this went the opposite with the advice that I was thinking of. Daniel oh,
2: says the tax code allows it. The tax code does allow it. It's Caesar's program.
1: <laughs> okay. Here's the coin from the fish. Leave me alone. All right, you're listening to Taxes from the Path. Thanks for doing this today. We appreciate it. Anyway, I, I am kind of curious at your tax story, 515 517 8-5. That's call or text. Uh, you can let us know. And so a couple of interesting uh, articles I saw this week. So the, uh, th- this one was kind of interesting. and I, I'm, The correlation may be spurious, but here we go. Uh, rise in middle-aged white deaths of despair, such as suicide and alcohol abuse, may be fueled by declining faith. Hmm. Who paid for this study? Okay, let's see. The collapse of religion in the U.S. may be driving a wave of suicides, drug overdoses, and alcohol abuse uh, deaths among the white working class. Research led by Wellesley College in Massachusetts found a marked rise in deaths of despair or fatalities from conditions such as alcoholism and opioid abuse, which are rooted in poor mental health. Using Hey, by the way, I saw a billboard today when I was downtown, and it said, stop the stigma, and it had the words, uh, uh, mental disease, and it crossed it out, and it said brain health. Like, it's trying to get you to say brain health, and I thought, like, could, no, no, that's confusing. Isn't the problem that you said disease? Like, could you just say mental health? Like, brain health seems like it could. There's like, there's too many layers to that. That could mean all you kinds. You could of have things. a bacteria of of the brain. Yeah, or there could be a synapsis firing problem. Yeah, I thought it's just a real weird thing to argue about. Because, like, if you're trying to say, look, don't call it a disease. Talk about mental health. No one health. calls it a disease. I don't. I've know, never anyone heard say you have a mental disease. Yeah, I've I haven't either. Yeah, I like know. we're
2: what, t- like uh, alcoholism. Like somebody's drinking too much. You've got a disease, man. You've never heard that?
1: No. What kind of people are you hanging out with? <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. People who just
2: skip on their taxes. Yeah. Is that, that a pack of Paul Moles. you got a disease, man.
1: <laughs> anyway. Wait a minute. Is it wrong to call an addiction a disease? Do, we, do Is that the wrong way to phrase it?
0: I mean, like it? the Alcoholics Anonymous people would call it a disease. Yeah. A, you know, yeah. yeah.
1: Like you, you, you caught it. You contracted it. And you can also be healthed from it. cured, Cured of it.
2: Wasn't that a Mitch Hedberg joke? Where he's no. like, alcoholism is the only disease that people can yell at you for? <laughs> You're like, dang it, man, you got lupus! <laughs>
1: like, uh, anyway, I just, it struck me as weird, the level of which people are trying to go after language, like, they pur- purposely said mental disease versus brain health, when almost everyone says mental health, and I don't know if there's a problem here. I don't know I found the whole thing weird.
0: Anyway. I don't trust him.
1: Yeah. Using official death statistics and surveyed church attendance estimates, the fa- uh they found these deaths began to spike in the
0: nineteen seventies just as church attendance began to fail. Wait, so so this is just generic numbers that they're pushing. They're not like we followed John right. who dropped right. out of the church, and now right. he's okay. All well, right. they
1: explained why they're they're oddly focused on the white middle class. Uh white so, working class. Let's say here. Um Research team looked at more than a million deaths from alcohol abuse, but they looked at the proportion of Americans that attended church weekly over the same period. Research focused on middle-aged white adults who did not go to college because deaths of despair rose in this group earlier than in other demographics. So they stood out. It stood out already. I, okay. The rise in mortality was preceded by a decline in religiosity among the middle-aged, less educated white demographic. This change in religious practice was large, concerns a phenomenon well known to be related to health and well-being, driven by the same group whose mortality subsequently began to rise and occurred just before the increase in mortality. Huh. It would be more interesting to me, like, like they're basically saying that the, that the same data from, say, the African-American population didn't follow the trend at all. Uh, I don't know if they're saying it didn't follow the trend at all. I think they said that the that group of of white folks saw earlier like it was it was uh clearer in the data that dropping in church attendance uh yeah, I mean they're probably pointing out the, the the one that makes that correlates the best. oh they're okay. just saying that they like and it's it's observational they said um uh, let's see the researchers suggested that when people stopped attending church, they lost the positive external benefits of being part of a religious community. This may have included social support as well as feelings of companionship. They also suggested that when so many people stopped attending church, some faith groups may have also collapsed, leaving them unable to support members. Is that true? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, it's been true. Um. I dep- It kind of depends why people stop coming to church, right? Because, like, some. I, I don't know that it's right to think that the, the church collapsed. More so, if you stopped coming to church, you, you neglected this. You stayed out of the infrastructure that otherwise would have been there for you. Yeah, 9 out of 10, the place—I Like, mean, there are churches that are closing doors, but, like, faith communities have not moved or gone anywhere. People just stopped going to them, right? It's not like the community dissolved. Like, it's still there. They're just not attending. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, churches are closing— but like, um, I, I don't know. It's I I I, I thought it was Dan. I haven't looked at this in a while, but I like mostly rural churches that that were part like by if you're looking at by number, it's it's higher by count than it is by population. So like, more churches are closing, but they tend to be smaller churches where they can't. They've they been declining
0: find, for decades. I mean, yes. it's not like because the population has been declining.
1: Yes, that's right. For they're, decades, they're moving out of the you know either we're, we're, yeah. if every every small town you drive through an Iowa there's a Methodist church. Um, and even those are closing um, because the, the places are getting smaller. They can't keep a pastor there. Uh, they combine with the next local town that's got, you know, 50 people in it and that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, they said that people had begun to drop out of church because religion had become more closely associated with politics. They write this decline was importantly driven by responses to change in the U.S. political landscape in the 1980s as religious and political affiliation became much more correlated than they had been earlier. Research added that the repeal of blue laws which prohibited work and commerce on Saturday also played a role. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's
0: probably true. Yeah. So well, I I'm I'm still stuck at if they're not following specific people, let's say 40% of the people weren't going to church ever and so that 40% is still there and now say maybe another 20% aren't so who knows? what well, how do you know it's that twenty percent that are dying? Yeah, you don't. Maybe it's the original forty who weren't ever going in the first place. Right.
1: So they're just making a swing and putting two graphs together. So it possibly yeah, has no number, Yeah, yeah, that's true. There could be a completely other dis- like reason why this different subset of the population either is d- dying or whatever, and you wouldn't
0: because they've been they've been partying since they were fourteen, and now their livers are given out because uh, they're in their middle aged and. I've done plenty of funerals uh, of people like that, and, and they weren't ever part of the church, right? I mean, that's, that's not, I'm, you know I'm I'm going the other extreme, obviously, but uh, I just I'm having a hard time saying this equals that. When it's, yeah, like, I need so more. I,
1: here's here's what I think is a fair correlation, and, and maybe I, I, whether we got data for it or not, right? Like, um, yeah, like the 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 religious communities, and I would specifically say Jesus, um, like that is the good news, right? There is a hope of a change and a hope of getting away from brokenness, right? And if like, you will not find that in yourself and you can very rarely find it in people around you. doesn't matter how hard you look. And so like outside of not not even the religious community, but the entity and like kingship of Jesus himself without that, yeah, I don't know where you're grabbing a bunch (laughs) of hope from anyway. So like, Mm -hmm. would you be prone to despair? Sure, because you've been trying everything else and it just won't do it. Yeah, Yeah, and,
0: and many of those people who have left weren't really in they attended on a sunday so they counted in a number and there's data for them but they weren't necessarily like full-on jesus people they were just like yeah i do this on sunday because that's what you know family before history that's what we do but but they, they it wasn't like affecting their life so much uh, yeah. they were doing their own thing anyway yeah and the best, of, the best who's left the best a
1: church community can offer you right like is 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 like fond memories And like a sense of belonging, like, but like other groups can do that too. Right, right, right. And so without, you know, like, honestly, the hope, like Jesus is really bold in his claims that like, I will take away the things that you've done. I will bridge the gap between a perfect God and a broken humanity. And like, I will do this. And like a a church community can't even be that bold in their relationships with you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, it's hard to, it would be very hard to find hope in anything else. So, like, I think that, like, the the I think they're using some junk science here. But, like, the thought itself, um, yeah, I think that's that's true right now all over the place. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Anyway, I it's yeah, it's what it, kind it's, of scandalous rag are you reading? What do you mean? It's from the Daily Mail. <laughs> the Daily, Ma- like the UK Daily Mail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that thing has got. That's the worst website ever. It's full of <laughs> of of like weird videos and clickbait. Yeah, I know. There's all kinds of stuff coming up. Uh, also, I thought, did you ever anybody ever watch um, uh, Man vs. Wild with Bear Grylls? anybody well, yeah. ever watch that? He drinks his own urine. Yeah,
0: never. never like For a, more than five like minutes, a minutes or something. Bodybuilder.
1: You, you know what's funny is that guy <laughs> has like escaped. Uh, like so, so the premise of the show was they would drop him like somewhere, way out, you know, and then he would have to make his way back. And so it was to show all the different survival tactics and methods on, like, how you might make your way out of the desert and make your way through the forest. i have been dead. Whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. Dan versus Wild is one episode long, yeah, yeah. and it revolves his decease. <laughs> We're not uh,
0: renewing. Yeah, he, he died. Then there it goes.
1: That's not how to do it. <laughs> um, anyway, it was, I, I remember we used to watch it. And uh, and then I moved move to Netflix, and you have the ability on Netflix where I think it's like a choose your own adventure. Like, what do you want him to do? And then you could see whether you he survives in your option or whatever.
2: What? It's, it's kinda,
1: <laughs> I, I don't I don't believe he actually dies in the making of the program. Because that's hard to take in. Uh, anyway, so he he used to be like uh, in the British um, whatever the equivalent is of the SEALs. Uh, oh yeah, in yeah. the British uh, Air Force or whatever. Okay. So anyway, I thought it was interesting. It said, uh, the survivalist and TV host is unabashedly open about his faith and how it serves as his foundation for living an empowered life. But he doesn't want to sanitize his message to make it inoffensive to a religious audience. And frankly, he doesn't have much time for Western church culture. He says, I think Jesus really struggle with 99% of churches nowadays, the 48-year-old British adventurer told the Christian Post. Our job in life is to stay close to Christ and drop the religious, drop the fluff, drop the church if you need to, because that means so many different things to different people anyway. Keep the bit of church which is about community and friends and honesty and faith and love. All the masks, performances, music and worship bands and all that sort of stuff. I don't think Christ would recognize a lot of that. <laughs> um, he expressed his distaste for what he called religious language, sanitizing messages in such a way where people can't be honest, can't express doubt and can't fall, can't fail. The church, he said, is the place to have doubts and questions. He says, look at the early church. It was a room full of people eating and drinking and doubting and struggling and arguing, he said. But the church today has gotten away from that. Probably most of the people in the congregation have substance abuse and probably most of their congregation struggle with porn and all that sort of stuff, he said. What a relief it is when a pastor can stand up and go, welcome to the hospital, folks. Here we go. I'm just standing alongside you on the road, failing our way through, but reaching out of desperation for life and love and redemption. Let's look outwards and love other people, and we're in it together. Wow. I, I didn't know Bear Grylls was Jesus, man. Hm. Yeah, he's uh, he's particularly fired up. Yeah, he's on a box about it too, and I don't, I can't say I'm on this so far. Uh, no, no, no. Like I was cautious that the um, uh, the description of get rid of the church, but like I think the the qualifications are basically, I, I think what his perception of what some churches or have become versus like don't just dis- disassociate yourself from the community. Because yeah, came back to that part. Don't
0: don't count the the hour on Sunday as if oh you're a church guy.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, you went to
0: a church service. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know, but is it? Uh, does it sound right? We feel now. The question I think I have is like: Is this a? Um, I wonder: Is this tr- like how much is it true versus how much of it is a caricature? Um, and how would you know? Like, because I think we've had this conversation before many times, probably, um, about some of the risks in say Western Christianity, but like. Uh, I, I guess I would be I would be remiss not to mention that I'm not sure how extensive it is. Like how representative are the most obvious churches or music groups or whatever of which this critique is based on? How representative is that of faith in America? Large. You think so? Yeah. Here's the thing: is like, I I bet if if yeah if you had some folks look inward and say. Listen, like, because uh, I've been doing trying to do this in my own life, right? Like, if if I had to go the rest of my days eating food that I don't even care for, right? Like, it's just bland, whatever. Like food. pinto beans. Pin, oh, yeah, pinto beans. Pinto be- out of the can. Yikes! Yeah, but it'll sustain me and it'll keep my body up and running. And yeah. can I go? God, even on pinto beans only and alone for the rest of my days. You're enough. Yeah, I, the joy is uh, my joy will be where it needs to be. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I trust you with this thing, right? So, like, if I were to turn around and like, obviously, all the church atmosphere that they've created, they love, right? They bought it, they they paid for it, they put a lot of work in it, they orchestrated it, right? And like, the question is to is just to find out where your worship is and how it's going. Like, if we were to take it all away, and not just for like a Sunday to see what slumming it feels like, but like, we t- it's it, it's gone. It, would it be enough, right? Would you come? Would you come back? Would you still be here? If if the coffee left, the band left, the 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 pastor had to like put you in groups of ten a piece and come tell you you know in different areas what the deal was right like no coat checker, no parking lot, you had to walk there. Mm-hmm. Like if 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 all that got taken away, would you still go? Right? Is it still and we're not even just like I guess I'll put up with this, but like my joy is here, right? Right? I I love it here. This is mm-hmm. where I want to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I would guess. No, I don't think most of them would make it. Yeah, and I'm not saying that in like a judgmental way. I'm like, if we're just being honest with each other. I don't think
0: most of them would make it. Yeah, I think they would bail. I'm, I'm uh, going through First Timothy right now, and on on Sunday mornings, and I'm and just chapter two, and, and it really really hit me last week. I mean, really like. Uh, I, I was thinking, okay, what what the stuff I was trained in in the eighties, like the church growth movements, really started then, and all the conferences and the, the the classes and everything. Yeah, you know, you you need dynamic preaching and good worship, and you know, plenty of parking and location, you know, all, all the stuff, right? Yeah. And, and and so then I'm looking through that at Timothy, First uh, Timothy two, and, and Paul's talking to Timothy about the corporate worship, you know, about when we gather together, what should this look like, and, and it's just first of all. I urge a petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving. Even made for everyone, like he, all the stuff that we count as like this is this is key. Like I'm looking for a yeah, church. Right. Here's the stuff I'm looking for in a church. Now he didn't mention any of it. <laughs> right. He goes, "Yeah, I want you to pray. Pray for everybody. Pray, pray together." I'm looking at it like, holy crap, <laughs> we we have like pushed prayer into like a okay in a transition between this song and that song, you know it's got to look good. Yeah, gotta, why the you know, band's make moving. sure you're playing in key C because I'm gonna get hit this prayer, <laughs> uh, you know. And, and I think we have completely screwed up. Uh, what Paul says, this is this of first importance. Yep, yeah. Yeah. You know, let this really really, really go. Oh, and oh, and pray for everybody. Pray for the king, uh, Nero, who's, yeah, right. who, who's lighting up your relatives in, in his garden. As torches. As torches. You know. Yeah. Uh pray for him too. Cause, Cause we really want him to come to Jesus. You know, yeah, you know. Right. I like we, we, we have um I think that's what you're saying. You strip everything away. Is it good enough to get together and, and, and pray for people yeah. like, that like that we don't like? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I mean, right. Right. <laughs> it's pray for your enemies night here every yeah. night at the local church. <laughs> And, yeah, we, we've, we I don't want to say, like, it gets kind of strong. We get real anti-church. It's easy. Those are great yep. articles. And,
1: eh, we all, yeah, the church is terrible. That, yeah, right. Yeah. That's what I was trying to combat. Like, are we yeah. being yeah.
0: healthy about it? But the thing is, yeah, there are some things we need to look at and go, like, well, maybe we should get back to some, you know, really what yeah, Paul yes. said to do, what Jesus said, who the to build a kingdom. And, and, and know, really, and, it's
1: just a good gut check to make sure the thing is the thing, right? Yeah, like, are yeah. you here because... We're talking about Jesus. We're talking to Jesus. We're praying to the Father, and like we do want to take all of the the praises that we have and all the concerns that we have and the things that we can't do anything about, and like we want to put those up as a community. And like if we, and, and you know, it, it just it, I would just guess that we, it, a lot of it wouldn't make it, right? Yeah. And and maybe maybe some of churches' clothing are are closing are are good and righteous, or maybe some good churches are closing because, you know, the the, the people wanted to go to church for a different reason right like the one pastor who we can barely pay 20 grand a year to to shepherd 25 people uh they're like you know what what do we do all we do is sing a hymn and we pray and then we listen to a message and then we go home i want i want more from church than that like what more do what do you mean what more do you, <laughs> what do you want to I'm happen in do you want? I want to feel good right I, yeah and so like sometimes like good churches are closing because like we we shined up a a, a church that like I, they're, they do have, they're trying to do the right thing, but it gets so easy. We're so susceptible to worshiping the wrong thing, mm-hmm. like they're created, not the creator, and like churches really guilty of that, whether they mean to or not. <laughs> but on that same thought, that like churches never close. Like there's no reason. There's no justifiable reason for a church to close. You go, hey man, we we can't support uh, a building, okay. Hey, we can't pay a guy to be in that building on a permanent or semi-permanent basis. Okay? No problem. No problem. Like, mm-hmm. all over the world, this is, like, people are figuring this out. And so, like, like even the standard of what, how we think about, I think that, I think there's a good and righteous reason to have a building, a good and righteous reason to put a guy in it. Certain, but, like, in its absence, there's no reason for a town of 50 people to go, oh, the church is closed. No, it's not. That's true. (laughs) None of those qualifications did Timothy mention or did Paul second. We're like, okay, you got to get yourself a location, first of all. And then you got to get yourself a guy that will, you know what I'm saying? Like if if it's there and it's in God's good service, I don't think that's a bad thing. But like if they say, look, this won't survive without it, then you go, okay, well, we're going to have to switch over to Dave's house and uh, I'll take a job uh, gardening or something or at the dog mill and like I guess I'll be preaching here on Sunday for free. <laughs> so because this has to stay. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's the point. Like ignore the 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 the, ba- the thing of it. Like it's our attitude towards it. What am I here for? What does it mean to be the church as a whole and like as our environment shifts it takes all kinds and sometimes you know as, as as things get bigger it's got to be it has to be organized and it has to be you have to figure out the right people to do the right things and i don't there's nothing unrighteous about that but like if that's not the size that you're at don't let those problems be the reason you don't be the church wherever you are like we're not closing we we, we not turning the lights on in a building but like the church's doors are still wide open and if we can't at least have an attitude of that that same attitude actually should permeate whatever your size is, uh, then you're unflappable. Hey man, they decided to start taxing the church property. Okay. No problem. Like Never. either we'll move or uh Lord will send the money or yeah. we'll, we'll either split. pay it or <laughs> like, we'll do something else. <laughs> right. Like, like there's just, there, there's nothing actually, it, make, it makes me, um, uh, it, okay. This is a little bit of a, of a skew, a skew, I don't know the right way to say it. It's a similar exercise, but like, you remember the part in uh, on the Sermon on the Mount where he's talking about, hey, go the extra mile and let the guy slap you in the face and like whatever, and like or give him the tunic. And so but the the broad the broad macro stroke there is to say, like there is no earthly shame that will cause you not to delight in what God said was good. And yeah. so basically, you cannot you're not worried about whatever the the earthly shame is. And so like just to be unflappable, hey man, I want you to walk a mile. I'll go a couple. Hey, I want you to give me that undercoat, or like I want you to take your top coat. And he's like, "I'll go in the nude shirt, bro." Yeah, like I, and I'll expose you in the process. And so it's it's just like if if there's anything where we as a as a church look out at the world and go, "Boy, if this happens, we're in trouble." We're looking at it. Wrong. I don't think we got. We're taking it in wrong. Like yeah. if this happens, uh, okay, then we may have to shift and change. But we're not in trouble. We just had to shift and change. Yeah. So I th- I think I, we can agree with Bear Grills in this thing is like uh I, I you know God has allowed some of these churches to to buy and exist and be there and like I you know we got, I, I got nothing to say about that. Right right. Mm-hmm. But I will say that like if it were all to go away and you were left only with what Timothy has had, is it you know but Paul's telling Timothy like would you stay? And if you wouldn't, I just you know, we should probably have another look at that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather know. There's a revealing to it. We yeah. talked about that a little bit about um um some of the some of the the identity expressions and things with people We're like, boy, this just seems like the the, the breaking break of all break and the sin of all sins. But like, I'll be honest, this feels like people being honest in ways that culturally didn't feel acceptable 20 years ago, but might have still been there and like and then it starts to pile on and it becomes more and more acceptable. But like I, so at some point, it's, it's I'd rather know that this is where people are at yeah. and deal with the reality, then the number of people that were coming to church and not engaging and not particularly believing that COVID then ran them through the strainer and they didn't show up again. You go, okay, well, I, I, I guess I see where yeah. this is. We where... lost a bunch of people. You didn't have a bunch of people.
0: Yeah, Right. You didn't right. lose anything. Right. They were, they were uh, sitting in spaces, building, breathing yeah. air. It was a false that. sense
1: of the gospel moving.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like looking at, it's
1: like owning a coffee shop and like, you got sixty people in the dining room all night, and you're like, "Wow, well, sixty people came in." Come to find out, ten of them bought coffee, and the other fifty just showed up for the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to know that? Yeah. yeah, these are all just revealings, really, revelatos, yes. apocalypsos. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, uh, like you take a bunch of mechanics and t- and say you shut down the mechanic shop. Say, look, COVID, we can't be in here for at least six months. You know what you find out when they come back from their six-month sabbatical? They'll be like, I restored a blah, blah, blah while I was gone, and I fixed this truck, and I bought this thing, and blah, blah, blah. And they'll tell all their mechanic stories that continued to happen, even though the place was closed, right? Yeah. And then the church does the same thing, and instead of re-meeting a year later, two years later, people are like, well, we had to start our own study of Peter, and then we got involved with this online uh, worship group or whatever. They're like, yeah, I'm just out. Because uh, you know, you didn't set a table for me. And so I, I just I I can't make it. I'm not gonna go. My anymore. kids couldn't
0: come to class, so I don't I didn't know what to yeah, do. We <laughs> yeah. took right. up watching we took up
1: watching MacGyver reruns on Sunday morning and we can't we can't be bothered. So like they weren't they weren't in it anyway. They weren't. They were shining it on. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't mean that like Jesus is not still after them sure. like with a with an intense love that he will hunt them down, but like as on a human scale, you didn't have them anyway. <laughs> you know? How do you what do you do? Um, like, would you have any suggestions of how do you set up your g- gathering experience in such a way that doesn't, in- I-, I don't mean encourage it, but doesn't, like, people don't get comfortable in that. Yeah, because we want to practice biblical hospitality, right? right. Like, we want to be generous to people, like, even as a church organism. Although, once again, is like, is that on the, the church as a entity? Or on the church goers, the the body of Christ individually, right? Like, I want to be generous and hospitable to all people around me. I am probably least hospitable when I run into one of you fellas, (laughs) right? Like, we're just like, bring your own coffee, whatever. (laughs) I'm going to meet you up at the church. We're going to do the radio show. I'm not bringing donuts for you guys, (laughs) right? But now we have a guest come in. I'm like, somebody better pick up donuts, right? We should start on time. (laughs) We try to change the way we do everything. So, like, would it seem like like, uh, it's misplaced? You know, like you're being overly. You're like a faceless corporation <laughs> that's trying to woo clients. <laughs> I I don't know that this that part's like I was just thinking through and uh every everything that you do t- to invite people into a good experience seems right. Like it seems like how you would rightfully do it. I don't, like without I don't cattle prod in them every three months or so. It was like, hey, are you, are you here just for your jollies? Like I don't, I don't know how you would make the right people uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know. I, you think it's I don't probably, have any good suggestions here. It's probably yeah. finding the right things, right? Like, if if Pathway Church stopped serving donuts, I wouldn't be like, I'm out. I will not continue to go here, right. right? Now, if they took all the chairs away, maybe, if they refused to turn the heat on in the wintertime, I'd be like, you know, this is getting outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I suppose if we tried a two-hour prayer meeting, and I'm like, this is taking forever, and we're like, I would have to be led into that. Right. Like I probably have to be taught into it, honestly. Right, right. And so like, it's probably less of a gotcha moment than a, if this is what we think that the heart of Christ is looking for, like we <clears throat> teach that direction.
0: Yeah. Cause, Cause what we tend to do is we have these layers, right? Right. We have these layers of, of we're putting meat down for the people that need some meat. And we, we got some milk up here for the people who are trying to just kind of figure out Jesus and 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 some of it's a little bit attractional, like a donuts. We're gonna have donuts because man, if that helps you get your family together and you don't have to fight about it breakfast, it right? really does. Have, that does help. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all, all that stuff. And and um but then those eating meat start saying, Well, I'm just gonna have the donuts. Right, right, I'm happy with the donuts, you know. And pretty soon, it becomes that's I think how it became an entertainment center. Like mm-hmm. it got to be the song that I like. I want I want the mu- the the instrumentation that, that that I like to listen to. Yeah. and the style of music and, and and rather than saying I don't care what we sing, I don't yeah. care who's playing and what what's being played. Right, we're <laughs> here to worship. You know, right. uh, And and so maybe somewhere along the line, it's it's the lack of discipleship which has often been our our Achilles heel that, that we're not taking people from donuts into true dis- discipleship. Yeah. Yeah, and and saying really the donuts are they're just a hook, you know yeah. they're just bait, and and, and uh, you got caught that's great, but uh, let's let's introduce you to Jesus who who really wants to transform your life. Yeah,
1: which I think that that is a good reminder, just as you as you're thinking about you know uh, new year new you here. Um, oh no, that like <laughs> I am I, um, I'm pretty insistent I think that that like d- discipleship d- does involve individual relationships, like you cannot just rely on. Mechanisms with the the church, like or like, oh well, they have a, they go to the small groups, so, oh and 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 we had the classes, and those are all good things, but like discipleship is uh it's a student disciple. It require you can't be a student of uh, of an entity, okay? You're following, you're you're engaging in in close individual relationships with people, and so like um I, I would I would encourage you if you're a person of faith to to not to, to, to look around and go like, do I have these types of discipling relationships with people? Not just did I encourage them to go into what felt like a, like a class? Cause like those things will come and go, whether they're awesome or not, they're always temporary. They start and they stop because you can't reasonably, if you're a person teaching a class, you can't disciple 15 people all the time. You need Mm -hmm. those types of relationships. And so it's, it's, it's one thing to know about it. It's a second thing to actually take a personal responsibility as opposed to deferring to something. Um, and I do remember being in a situation once where like I was in a room full of, um, of elders and we were talking about discipleship and like, we just did a quick check and like, nobody, nobody was one-on-one discipling anybody. And I thought like, this has to shift. And it mm-hmm. was a little painful. Like there was a, there was kind of a, we're like, well, no, I don't know if it ha Like, does it, why does it have to be, me can't it be this? I'm like, it has to be you. Definitely. <laughs> <to> <laughs> <laughs> um People are out there going, here I am, Lord. So, send me. And the elders are like, I don't know. We got to have someone else. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think like the the, the worry is like you're over. It's not like I'm going. Hey, it's got to be five people, and it's got to be every Tuesday. Like I don't, I don't need to. We don't have to. But like, can it be really that like you're looking at five guys or eight guys who are elder being elders of a church, and they all go, no, not me though. Not me individually. I'm not very good at this kind of thing. I'm like, wow, well, it can't be, fellas. Yeah. And so, but but like I it's not because like in that situation, it's not because they're not faithful lovers of Jesus. It's just like we didn't connect the fact that like you're often trying to make sure that the 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 mechanizations to try to get people to listen to the right things um and get comfortable and meet people that we miss the opportunity that like, hey, you still have to do kind of the one on one thing. I, so similar example in my job, I'm trying to grow a department and I spill a good amount of my time trying to get people to like, you know, uh, appreciate the type of work that we do. But like at the end of the day, I've got like individual stuff that I would mean, just like, that's how it gets done. It, and I have to do that. Otherwise no one's like, whether they appreciate the big picture or not, like, are you doing the one-on-one thing or doing the individual thing, the the actual boots to the ground stuff? If you're not, then like your contributions to the whole are not I mean I, it doesn't it doesn't mean much because we still have to do the grinding thing, that stuff, so mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. all right, you're listening to life from the path mm-hmm. uh
1: how you feeling, Nathaniel?
2: Is bear a common English name? No, I don't think so. Is it spelled like a bear like a regular old bear? yeah, like yeah, a grizzly
1: yeah b e a r yeah. is that stage name you think? or do you think that is his Christian name? I don't know Wikipedia berethy Verathy grills. Oh <laughs> <I'm a> look. <laughs>
0: hmm.
1: Uh anyway. If it's
2: Alan, I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> or Alvin. That's even
1: yeah, even worse. Uh if you got any feedback for us from the show so far, you can give us a call on the Life or the Bath Complete line, five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. Uh we did, I believe we did get something within the last few weeks. I glanced at it. It felt like it was Dan saying Dan was great.
0: But I didn't really look at it, and so I need, I need imagine, to go back can't and check. I imagine that being the case. <laughs> um, I have to go back and double-check.
1: Okay, his name is Edward Michael. Bear is a nickname. Uh, they didn't put it in quotes. They should have. Is the is the need-to-breathe guy Bear? No, that's a real name. That's his real name. Yeah, Bear yeah. Reinhart. Okay. Yeah, that's for sure. Nathaniel. Scale of 1 to 10, how motivated or excited would you be if you if you were given the possibility to legally change your name from Nathaniel to Bear.
2: I think it'd be all right. Like think, a five. I think maybe like a at least a seven.
1: Ooh, okay. That's pretty high. Now, do you feel any more strongly about either bison or falcon? <laughs> uh no. I'm at an eight for falcon foost.
2: Falcon
1: foost. I am just I'm because a, of the alliteration. A Strong eight. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think a falcon is a cool thing to be called anyway. A falcon. Yeah. It feels like I could do all kinds of things. Like I might be on my way to fly a plane, or I might be on my way to assassinate a man, or I might be a petty thief, who they call the Falcon. Falcon. Yeah. Anyway, Wait, I'm open to. Do Falcon you always Fools. get
2: a, a a definite article? The uh, I, when
1: I when I say it, I'm I'm insistent upon the definite article. Uh, other people do not respect me in that way. <laughs> <laughs> Some people call me Falk, and I hate that. <laughs> I really hate it. <laughs> what about Falky? <laughs> yeah, I'm against that as well. Although it does open up the possibility that I be I lead a, a band in a show lounge, like uh, Falky and the Midnight Crawlers or something. Oh,
2: I thought it was like a, uh, a, fr- a fraternity name, like, Falky, where you been at? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, yeah. I could get on board with that from the right people. Yeah.
1: Anyway, hey, if, hey if maybe this is a year of a nickname for you. I'm just oh. opening the complete line for all kinds of options. If Choose a new nickname. Let me know what it is. 515-517-0085. He's published a devotional. Oh, yeah. We should call him. Called Soul Fuel. Is that the... Uh, hold on. Oh, yeah. His latest book is Mind Fuel.
2: Hmm.
1: Hmm. I'm going to read it. He says, Faith, he said, is the most critical part of living a strong and empowered life. He pointed out that uh, I think we neglect our spirituality at our own peril. If you've got that connection to the Almighty, everything else is window dressing. Spirituality is such a key part of a survivor's toolbox. I say arguably, it's the number one thing. If you get that right, everything else is bearable and possible and achievable. He pointed out that throughout the Old and New Testaments, biblical heroes from King David and Daniel to John the Baptist dealt with their mental battles through connection to God. The solution is always found in connection with the Almighty. There's always struggle, there's always hardship, but there's always faith and faith always wins. Faith conquers everything. In terms of preparing us for life and keeping us mentally strong, faith is always key. He added that very few biblical heroic moments happen on their own. Rather, they always happen in community and between friends. It's always about togetherness. He said, look at Jesus with his band of guys who he shared everything with, the good, the bad, and the struggles. They were always brutally honest. They were unchurched. They weren't smiley and nice. It was raw. It was real. It was painful. It was honest. It was angry. It was jealous. It was all of these things. But it was spoken, and it was shared, and there was an incredible community. And in a way, that is the church. Hey, I signed up for it. You can do a you can do a seven day devotional on the Bible app, okay? Uh, of the Soul Fire, all right. Soul Fuel. I'm gonna try it this week. Give it a try. See how it goes. I'm terrible about devotionals, but I find them helpful. Like I used to really make fun of them, and I thought, but like if you if you're balancing them out with your own time with with God and some your own Bible reading, I think it's fine. It's like a pudding pop. Yeah, it is. But it is like pudding pop, yeah. right? Like you got you got to eat an actual meal. But if you, I mean, you want to feel good about after dinner, pat your belly, and go have a run out at life. I think uh, there's nothing wrong. With I feel that same in. way about the message translation. Uh, it's yeah. a pudding pop translation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not. I mean, don't eat that for your day to day meals. But uh, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, let's see. Let's give some advice. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yep. Dear, live from the past. <laughs> I don't enjoy you, <laughs> and you can't be called Falcon. <laughs> Dear, live from the past. I'm in a th- a three year relationship. But my significant other, Ron, is extremely cautious about emotional attachment. Three years, huh? It took him two years to tell me he loves me or even to express any form of serious affection. In addition, he's consumed by his job and worries about how his coworkers perceive him. He seems to prioritize work relationships over our relationship. Yep. Because I have been depressed by the meager affection he shows me, I began an intimate relationship with another co-worker, Dan. Dan expresses no reservations or restraint in his feelings for me. He makes me feel appreciated, beautiful, and loved. I have strong feelings for them both, and I realize I have created a horrible situation. I don't want to abandon a stable, caring relationship that was cultivated over three years, and I'm terrified that ending the relationship in favor of one with Dan would be something I'll regret later. But I'm unwilling to break things off with Dan.
0: I'd appreciate any advice. So She's not married, right? (laughs) Right. Just a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, go with Dan. Yeah. You've cultivated, here's the problem, is you've said,
1: basically, I've spent three years working on this garden. It has kicked out no peas, no lettuce, no carrots, no, no potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like, frankly, a big poop heap. And then here comes along this uh, bonsai tree of yeah. old Dan, kind of takes care of himself. <laughs> this free feel all right. Free spirit over here. <laughs> free spirit of Dan. And uh, you're like, but I've worked on this garden for three years. Sometimes it's just time to cut it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I think it's time for old uh, Ron to go. Ron's out. Ron's out. That's it. That's our entire advice. Also, you
2: know, maybe say sorry to Ron first.
1: (laughs) Why? You suck. Ron has uh, emotional attachment difficulties. Sure, but there's no reason to to
2: sneak around on him. Nathaniel,
1: you've got to use use the microphone. Sorry. Radio program. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, thank you. (laughs) It's
2: like... It's
1: it's a problem that she's cheating on, Ron. Yes. She sucks for that. Yeah, she does suck for that. They're not married. S-
0: so <laughs> he's, he's married to his job. I'm this. I'm blown away, Dan. <laughs> with this advice right here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying, she done nothing wrong. She's just like, she's craving I, intimacy, and someone out there will give her something. I think
1: the hanky panky is going on with both of these fellas.
0: Well, I'm assuming that she's a pure woman and 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 loving God and and not being intimate in the intimacy. But but uh, she ain't Dan. No. She's no. sneaking around. She's sneaking yeah. around. Yeah. They like, would, they like they like they like to have chicken McNuggets together. Do
1: they all work at the same place? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, she sorry. works somewhere else.
0: They're just having lunch together. They're having yeah, chili. Yeah, yeah. Chili uh, Dan potatoes. is her
1: coworker. Ron is her boyfriend. Works at a different place. Yeah. He's uh, married to his job. Took two years to say I love you.
0: I mean, there's no, there's no. I mean, why would you stay with that?
1: Yeah, I yeah. I think I think Ron's going nowhere.
0: I have a feeling Dan's not going to go anywhere either. To be honest with you.
1: Yeah, he seems like a like a good time, Charlie. Well, and frankly, like uh, this is gonna sound this is gonna sound rough, ladies, but the same advice applies for dudes. Like, uh, you get accustomed to what you put up with, and so like, mm-hmm. if if you found Ron shiny in the beginning too, right? And so now you're looking at a shiny version of Dan, and Dan shows up, and you're like, he's way better, but like, you've set the bar on what you're willing to tolerate, and a good man won't put up with that. Just like a good lady won't put up with your shenanigans either. Yeah. So like if you're trying to catch good fish, you need to have good bait. And so like you cannot be like, <laughs> my. this sounds terrible. I know this is coming off poorly. But like at the end of the day, it's true. Like you can't be like, That's oh, right. there's a good man out there for me. I'm going to continue to act in this poor way and expect a good man's going to tolerate that. The same thing is definitely true with ladies. A dude's like, if I could just find me a good supportive woman, well, if you didn't act like a seven-year-old ape right? You could possibly find this woman, but yeah, It's like, right. a, a good supportive woman does not want to support a seven year old ape. Yeah. So like, I, you know, uh, some of it has to be on you. What you tolerate is the type of relationships you're going to cultivate. Yeah. Yes, I think that's true. And, and even the thought of her, like, I, I, I won't, I don't want to break it off with Ron because it's stable. Uh, and then I don't want to bust it off with Dan Fabio over here because he gives me the tinglers. Uh, like, if Dan is a really g- good guy, then you don't deserve him with what you're doing. He is also tolerating you having a full-time boyfriend named Ron. Do you think she, Do you think Fabio knows it?
2: Yes. Yeah, How knows. little
1: do you have to be connected to somebody to not realize <laughs> he knows. that they have a full-time live-in boyfriend named Ron? <laughs> is he a live-in? Yeah. Hold on. Does Ron work at a factory? Why do I think Ron works at a... It says, makes no mention of factory work. Oh. He works
2: in a factory. He's so a lawyer.
1: <laughs> you can smell it on him I then. can smell it. So you should be able to smell it on the woman. You can smell a factory man kissing a woman.
2: Except he doesn't smooch her.
0: I think the whole purpose of dating, dating is, is, <laughs> is, is, <laughs> right. is to, to find someone you, you can spend the rest of your life with. And it's it's not Ron. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I, th- I agree but it's Dan not But Dan shouldn't
1: put up with you either, lady. Yeah. Get yeah. out of there, Dan. And frankly, uh, you shouldn't want to date Dan if Dan yeah. is willing to put up with you <laughs> having other relationships. That's right. With Ron. I, I'm very <laughs> concerned about someone who is okay with me. <laughs> yeah, you need someone that comes in and goes, look, you're cheating on your current partner. Yeah. With me? No, I'm out. Yeah. I'm either the only dude in your life or I'm not in your life. That's the way this works. That's yeah. the kind of man you want because you want him to carry that into your married life and your kid's life and having a stable relationship for the rest of your days. Anybody that would put up with you sleeping around with other people is not the person that you want to be with forever. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Here we go. You two-timer, Ron. Uh, I'm sorry, she didn't leave her name. Uh, Segular says, oh, the question was, I'd appreciate any advice. Segular says, I'll try. Because your relationship with Ron left you feeling so empty that you went looking for solace in another man's arms, ask yourself whether you really love Ron, or just the challenge of getting him to finally commit to you. You are unwilling to give Dan up because he gives you affection and validation, which are vital in a long-term relationship recognize that you are cheating on both men which is fair to neither one and do not think that Ron won't find out if you want to spend your life with an emotionally unavailable workaholic do the honorable thing and break up with Dan if what you have been getting from Dan is more important to you well you know what to do here's what i think should happen i think you should break up with Ron and then Dan should break up with you
0: uh, i i th- i think she should continue the bible study with Dan <laughs> <laughs> And let Ron go. You seem very pro Dan, Dan. I love Dan.
2: Oh, boy. I'm with I, You know what? Dan won me over. I, I,
1: I think it's great. <laughs> okay, let's see. You want to do one more? I bet we can get another one. Hold on. I just want to make sure it's a solid one. Yeah. There's a couple iffies in here. <laughs> that one's not iffy? No, that one was just classic. People are wild. Classic fodder. Yeah. Who gets hey just banana? Let me tell you this. I was thinking about this today, and it tells you what goes how, how crappy of a husband I am. Uh it occurred to me that I was uh lamenting in my mind at in some ways of which I wish my wife would do this. I wish my wife would uh, do that. Mm-hmm. And then I thought to myself, like uh uh have, am I treating my wife in such a way that uh she would she would want she would feel like she'd want to do things like that. Like like uh, I, I thought to myself, uh, I, sometimes I, when I work, when I work from home, uh, my, we we homeschool, right? So like they make breakfast for everybody, and I'm home. But then some there's no breakfast for me. No one <laughs> runs Ben out of plate. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they do, sometimes they do, and then, but but then sometimes it doesn't happen, and I'm like, mm, why didn't everybody <laughs> make me a breakfast? That sure smells good. And then <laughs> I get then I get to sometimes uh, in my worst moments I get a little uh, sour about it. But then I thought to myself, like, when was the last time I got up and go? Babe, but I got breakfast. No, no troubles. And I, I, like, I intentionally woke up early enough, of which it would be helpful that I made breakfast yeah, for I'm her. I'm gonna take a plate with me. Everything else is ready to go. Yeah, and like, uh, and I thought, I mean, yeah. not very often. And so, and there was probably uh, just earlier today. There were just a couple things going on in my mind as I thought. I mean, couldn't I start with what's the equivalent for her and give <laughs> that a go? Instead of just going, oh, I uh, wish my wife would do this thing or
0: that thing. Anyway, I wasn't at nope. my best today. You need to
1: just find yourself a good Dan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have done that same thing before where, you know, I wish my wife would do this or that. And then every once in a while I'll, pa- I'll pause and think, well, I wonder what she's saying she wishes I would be Right. Doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to ask because uh, I'm sure uh, there are things. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm right. sure it's more than I think. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's something
1: I really don't want to do. Just write it down, will you? <laughs> yeah, or, or just like we'll feeling, find you a good Dan, or just like feeling, um, feeling confident. Like, like you kind of you you feed off your like if your spouse is happy with you. Like, if it feels like you know what, generally, I like I like this man, and it's and I I speak or interact with him in such a way that she's that if you think that your wife is happy with you, like it just. It raises the day, right? Then you can do things with confidence because you're like, "I this person has got my back." And then I thought, like, am I am I breeding and uh, stuff in such a way? Am I interacting with her where like she feels that confidence that she goes around her day going, "Look, come come, uh, heck or high water, uh, this man is for me," and I know that recent and not just because the Lord says we're not allowed to leave each other, <laughs> like, but like. She feels that way, and like uh, I probably just normal rhythms. We do some of this, but I thought I don't. I'm not. I'm not super intentional about that. And uh, I, anyway, it was just what my, the thought was. And maybe this is general advice because it's for me. Uh, but it could be for anybody. It's like the, the the next time, or even current time, you have some kind of lament in your relationship. Maybe the first thing you try is: Is it possible that this is also true for my uh, spouse? And then what might I do? to help with that first. Cause then you're not sitting there lamenting in your own situation. You've thought of something from someone else's perspective. And if you can start to take some action on it, it's actually 90% of the way there from lamenting your situation just by do thinking of someone else and going to do it. Uh, but then also frankly, uh happy people who feel loved and, and in a safe spot tend to be better at otherwise encouraging and helping the person that's close to them. That's probably true.
2: Anyway. How often would you say you're, you're talking with your spouses about what, how you suck and, and what you can be doing to be a better husband? Like, hey, what, what do you think? Where, where am I failing, and where could I do better?
1: Well, weekly, weekly. Yeah, when we're at when we're at our best, we're asking that of each other weekly, and it's more of a um, casual conversation. Uh, well, happens at the peripherals of the day, but like it's it's more of like, um, what can I do? How can I be praying for you? And like, what can I do um, to make you feel loved?
2: Like that kind of thing. Yeah, when so, it's not okay. firing. A yellow notepad situation. Yeah,
1: when it's <laughs> yeah. not firing, it comes out in an angry confrontation. Yes, mm. yeah, that's right.
0: That's right. I, that I know daily. <laughs> <laughs> that I do. Very frequently. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my wife had uh, cancer. How many years ago? Long? What? Well, quite a few years ago now. Yeah. Pa- part of, uh, and, and it, she was fine. Everything did. Uh, you know, they just did a surgery, and 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 everything was removed. Everything was fine. Um, mm-hmm. Part of that was. Uh, And I don't get the ins and outs of all this, but but was getting into the lymph nodes uh, of of testing to make sure it hadn't spread, which it had not, which was great. But when they mess with the lymph nodes, it has caused issues with her legs. Like she has to wear. uh, Like compression uh, socks? Compression socks, or else her legs will swell. Yeah. You know? And uh, the, the other day, I don't know, she was like, oh, my legs are swelling today. You know, they do some, they don't others, you know? And not like. Extreme, but just enough that it's just—it's uncomfortable. Yeah, and and I just over I started rubbing rubbing her leg, you know, not a naughty thing. I was, I was just rubbing, like, just like, oh, I and, and like I thought, why have I never done that in, in years? Uh-huh. And, and we talked about like a couple days later, and I said, I kind of, kind of, it was just kind of neat. And she goes, oh man, it was wonderful. And, and I think what what triggered it was, was I saw she had been looking on on Amazon at, like a boot you can buy or something that, that massages your leg, and I'm like, yeah. Dude, I'm being replaced by a boot. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, Ron's over here. About leg. <laughs> Dan, the boot is coming in. But it was a, a in an intimate, you know, uh, loving way. It was just it was a just a, a good thing. Like, I'm just massaging the uh, making her leg feel better. Yeah, I, You know, and I thought, why don't we in? What a dork. I, I never <laughs> right. think to myself, what if my wife wants me to rub her leg? You know, right. or, or or, I'll think, oh, I want to choose a rubber leg, you know, yeah. and, and you know, it's like, you know, I'll go somewhere else with it. And it's like, that, that wasn't at all what this was. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So now I need to like, probably be, you know, more intentional <laughs> about <laughs> uh, doing that. But. Be
2: the
1: boot. Wait a minute. Now, Nathaniel, is this uh, on par with how your place is going or?
2: I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you were touching base just randomly? Yeah, I was just. just to see where I things are it mean, Nathaniel's in a room. bit of a
1: unique situation over the last few months. No, oh, that's probably true. Yeah. That's
2: I mean, actually, I try uh, and, we've been communicating a lot via text. Yeah. Message. Yeah. And so I think about weekly, I, I check in and say, hey, how can I pray for you? Where are we at? Uh, but then uh, at least monthly, I like to say, hey, give me a laundry list of where I'm sucking. Yeah. <laughs> and, I like uh, the
1: boat. Wait, did, did she generally have, have some things?
2: Oh. Uh, Yeah, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: glad you asked. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) although I I like to have it blunt, you know. Yeah.
1: Do you think, Nathaniel? Do you feel though that like uh, the pro, uh, you you feel like your wife would react positively to a proactive, not just you tell me where I'm stinking, but like where it's obvious you've put some thought into, uh, rubbing the leg, like finding the thing, uh, that maybe she's getting along okay without you, but like. You don't want her to, and yeah. you found a way to be able to to help her in such a way,
2: I feel like that's where most of my uh well that and my driving techniques um <laughs> <laughs> have been my the the marital rub as uh-huh. it were yeah, where uh you know maybe I'm just a, a lazy doofus where I'm not putting much thought in it, and I just want to be told like just tell me how to do things, yeah, you know, and then I'll do it, yeah, this is standard rather than like. Okay, I've, I'm putting forth some mental fortitude.
1: Now, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a little bit in the dude's defense, and then I'm going to double down on how they're really screwing this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like in the dude's defense, sometimes it does take a little bit of investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, like your wife and or uh, lady has like way more thoughts going on in her head than you do. You're pretty much a, like a squirrel and a, and a rock wheel in there, and maybe a belt, depending uh-huh. on. And like once you're there, you're like, yeah. I got this handled and your wife's got like 85 squirrels and seems to be spinning them all at once. Right. And so like the way that she feels a day or at a minute uh, could possibly change. Like uh, her favorite candy bar today could be Kit Kats. And the next day, like you've missed it overnight, but she had a dream about Kit Kats and she vomited them. And the (laughs) next day you show up with Kit Kats and you're like, you insensitive boob. I hate (laughs) Kit Kats. And like, this is possible. Right. And so like, When I say that, like, it's not, sometimes it doesn't come super easy. But the problem is, is like, you see any type of uh, dudes, you see any type of, like, rocky terrain ahead, and then you just sit down and then go, my (laughs) wife will cross this rocky terrain for me and then (laughs) fill me in with the deets. And like, that's not going to work either. You're like, I will do whatever you tell me to do. And, And that was our defense. We think, well, all I have to do is know, and once I know, I will absolutely do it. And you think... This is the high road. I'm willing to sacrifice everything I have for whatever you want. You just have to let me know what it is. And to her defense, she had to walk over the Rocky cragmire to get there to tell you the thing where you weren't willing to try to get to it yourself. And so, like, um, I think ladies know that, like, there's a possibility that sometimes the signals get a little messy and crossed, mostly because they have a ton of things going on. Uh, and dudes are when when your wife sees that you're not willing to put in any effort at all. To help get to the bottom of some of those things, then she's like, "Okay, so now I have to put in all the effort of supporting and pleasing a man, and then I have to put in also all the effort of having him support and please me." That kind of sucks, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. That puts them in a bad spot, and uh, I am uh, guilty of such a thing for sure. Yeah, I will sit down at the beginning of the quagmire and go. When she gets here, she'll tell me everything <laughs> that I can <could> do <laughs> from the rockiness.
0: <laughs> I think that's part of what First Peter three. Seven is talking about husbands in the same way. Live with your wives in an understanding way. To take the time to it, it, it's us, in, that's takes some investigation. Yeah. It, it takes some like I need to understand my wife, and not, yep. not, and and that's communication. That's digging. That's research. That that's yep. that's looking over one day and saying, maybe I should you know massage the, this sore leg you, you yep. know yeah um and why did what it why would it take me that long you know Why would it? why does it take us that long for, yeah right you know, to, to do whatever our wives are longing for we should know what they're longing for mm-hmm. uh, yes with, well yeah and, and, and maybe it just feels like um
1: it's it's not our comfort zone because like if this yeah. at this at any given moment uh you know if your wife looks over and goes uh look i need something from the store and it's that store that's like 40 minutes away and it's nine forty five at night yeah i'm like sure I'm on it. No problem. Like I'm every time. Cause what do I care? I don't know. I have the car. We'll go get it. Uh I would never, I would never expect her to go out and do something. And I would never ask her to do something like that. But if she asked me, I would totally do it. And I would be irritated if she didn't ask me if she Mm -hmm. wanted it, right? So like those are easy dude things to do. Things that put you that sacrifice your time or your or your mind space or what like your Saturday, well, I'm gonna mow the lawn. Like whatever. Those are things that were good men are pretty quick to go, no problem. I'll I'll go do all the things, but like because we're comfortable at that, we know how it goes, we know how it starts and stops. Trying to then figure out ways to proactively serve doesn't tend to be a strong skill set, and frankly, some have been on the other side of not getting it right, and it feels like a failure. Yeah. And so it's easier for someone just to say um, because it's not our familiar territory. But I think that the right thing is to say. Uh, it's one of the things you you don't just bail on and let her tell you. You work on it until you're in better territory. Some guys are good, really good at this. Um, I really bad. I'm bad. I'm not good. <laughs> but like, that's not a reason to bail on it. It's a reason to double down on it. Agreed. Okay, we got one more. Okay, yeah. Yep. You're life from the path. My first. Oh, that's the answer. <laughs> My oldest daughter recently had her first child. She sent out christening invitations a month early after clearing the date with the godparents church and venue. My youngest adult daughter, who has two children and lives nearby, declined the invite. Mm-hmm. She is not the godparent. Her reason was that she and her family had tickets to a ball game on the same day as the christening. Yep. I suggested that only, she, that only she attend and have another relative go to the game in her place, but was told she would be at the game with her family. What do you think about that? <laughs> This is going to be a christening question. <laughs> um, uh, okay, we're going to skip. Uh, yeah, let's say let's say it's baby dedication day. Yeah, let's see if we can take that in uh, any easier. So here's the thing: is I, I feel like you're leave, There's there's a lot of detail in here and a lot of backstory that would contribute to what seems to be a cold hearted answer. What here's the things that stand out to me: one, uh, my oldest daughter recently had her first child, right? So the oldest daughter is just now having a baby. Yeah. The youngest daughter already has two kids. Okay, yep. Okay, so just keep that in mind for right mm-hmm. now. So like off the bat I hear a, a possible like large age difference in in like the ages of their kids and the seasons of life that each family is is in. Um two. Um she was not she was not named the godparent which she felt fit to mention. Like the my my youngest daughter is not named the godparent. Um. So, like, that seemed like a small stab at her. I'm not sure why. And then the third one was is like she just it says, "Look, we had tickets for the game. We're definitely going to the game." So, like, I can think of a thousand reasons why. Like, this family is going. I hear what you're saying. That sounds like a very important event. My family needs to do this. My family needs to do this thing. Yeah. Right? So, like, you don't like without explaining what exactly is unless they're just like self centered people. Um, I know plenty of families that have made a decision and I'm like, Hey man, that was kind of crappy. You, you couldn't make it or you didn't, couldn't show up. And then I talked to like one of the parents later and they're like, the week that we had and the month that we've been having, we needed to be a family here. And sometimes we have to make a decision to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so you go, okay, okay, okay. I get it. I don't know. Sorry. I was thinking from only my (laughs) space. So like this rings a little weird to me. Like the whole thing, there's a lot of detail missing.
0: Well, I think I think a christening in in many families is like one of the top five events in that person's life. Like it's like a to the, it's like a baptism and a name given and and it's like a a very significant thing to the Wait, parents. but the kid's not named until they're christened. Uh, they may get their Christian name or something. Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, I, yeah, I, the details I don't really know. Like other than they look at this as a huge monster, monster uh, event, event. Um, and so they're probably thinking like, you're going, you're going to a game. I mean, uh, I'll buy your tickets. I mean, I mean, you know, it's like there, there's some, some water under that bridge somewhere where there, there's been some give and take and, 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 uh, uh, revenge. Whatever, what am I trying to say? But they, they, they have J- let each other down and stuff. Yeah. And I don't think it's just, nah, we want to go to a game, <clears throat> you know, whatever. Because uh, uh, depending on like uh, the church, if it's a baptism, they, they're they're actually looking at that as the the forgiveness of of Adam's sin in this baby's life, and now the baby is you know good to go. I mean, it, it's a, so it's pretty much baby baptism. It is, really. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, so it's a, it's a monster thing for them. Um, so maybe they've walked away from the faith and they don't care about it because would probably kind of have that approach too. It's like, ah, it's not really real. Yeah, I mean, in in my understanding of theology, yeah. You know, no. Which, but still, <laughs> I would probably, I would go, I would go. Even if I'm like, ah, I'm not into this, um, I would, I would got a respect for my sister.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it actually feels like, um, both parts from my perspective have options to handle this. Well, like I would, I, I, I would agree. Like, I don't think you have to go, but I think you should. Yeah. And then if I think you're the person whose baby it is, like, um, uh, I think it's okay to want them there, but I don't know that you have any grounds to be upset about, like, I, I mean I don't know. You'd be disappointed, you're christen, but yeah, be like
0: angry or something Yeah, you're gonna
1: christen the kid anyway. Yeah. I mean it's not like Adam's sin ain't forgiven yeah. because the sister didn't show up. And like and 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 be cautious about creating arbitrary strike points that go, This is the evaluation of the quality of our yeah. relationship. Yeah. Do you do that? Like, there's no reason to call ultimatums on things. And like I could get I wish they'd prioritize this over the other things it makes me feel like they don't care about a relationship. That seems like a really good conversation to have, but not a good thing for you to just
0: arbitrarily decide this is the this is the ultimatum point. It's not healthy yeah. and it's not, not necessary. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm old enough now, my daughters have been married, uh, and I'm sure there were people in our family who didn't come to the wedding. I don't remember because I didn't make it a big deal. Right. But, yeah. but maybe they had something going on, you know, maybe, you know, whatever. It's like, so that's a big moment too, you wedding, a know, yep. you know, all these different things. Uh, yeah, you you can you can you can elevate everything to beyond w- what it is. Um, so they both need a little grace for each other. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine any games bigger than this. I, I mean, the gal planned it out far enough that she didn't I mean, I shouldn't ask, "Hey, do you ha- are you going to a game this day?" you know. Uh, but, yeah,
1: I guess like if they they made sure that people who were important enough could make it. Yeah. If the sister wasn't on the list because, "Hey, she's not one of the godparents." Then I don't know what you're getting so mad about. Like they obviously weren't yeah. so important that you made sure that they Two were points. free. Yeah, and it, like I mean, what if it's a, like a little league game? Then this seems like a different conversation, be adding, right? Oh, sure, yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. like yeah. if you were taking the whole family to to Minnesota watching a Twins game, and like you had hotels booked and flights, I don't know. Yeah, you probably you, you know probably I mean, uh, is yeah, it I, worth yeah. going? I, you know, yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah the kid's never going to remember I was there. Right. <laughs> right. Think of this too: is that like. We especially when it comes to coming to events, is that we tend to hold people who are living close to us way more accountable. And so if you had an aunt who was in Montana and like five states away and she didn't make it, you'd be like, oh, I get it. That's yeah. just five states away. And like there's a, presume, there's a presumption upon people who live close to you that they have to come to your stuff because they don't have other lives and they're close enough to you to come to it. And just like it, it wasn't the end of the world when the five states away aunt didn't come. Can't you just apply the same thing to this group of people and go, oh, well, they're doing something else. They're actually not close to me to this day, even if they normally live close to me. Why am I so mad at them but not at the aunt? Yeah, yeah. and I feel like the the, the main, like the turn of phrase is important. Like she sent out christening invitations a month early. You sent out an invitation to an event, not an ultimatum to
2: an event.
0: Right, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. so like you, you're inviting people to come and like you can't be mad at them if they don't come. You just simply invited them. You know, like some people you would expect to probably maybe be there, but like it's an invitation. Yeah. Everybody lives their own life. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it seems unfair to over crank
0: on it. Uh, isn't isn't like a god? Other like if the parents die, they raise the child. Isn't that basically that saying? Uh, generally, yeah, 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 I think that is. Yeah, so it could be a little bit of hurt feelings with the younger. Well, it could be. Yeah. Well, well what, yeah. what about me? I'm family. I mean, like I'm not good enough. You know. No, I mean it's like yeah. That,
1: you didn't a, go to the christening. You're out.
0: Wait, we, we didn't tell anybody who our children were going to except. The people they were going to.
1: I like to reserve the right to change that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: What if someone starts rubbing me the wrong way or decides they don't uh, like to follow Jesus anymore? I'm like, Psh, you're out. Yeah. yeah. Something you can right. just update people on a weekly basis to say, look, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> Keep up this behavior, your score and your kids gone and down. end up at your place. <laughs> when I perish. Okay, Here we go. Taylor says, my first thought is that your younger daughter ranks her love of sports above her love for her sister. Ultimatum. My second thought is that her priorities are out of whack. Could there be bad blood between them? You think? Long after that ball game is over and forgotten, the memory of her absence at the important family event will be remembered by the relatives she snubbed. Ah, yeah. yeah, you're over on it. Yeah, but we really just use the guilt. That's yeah, what we're gonna do? I, I, I get, like again, it's, so think, so roll up at a, to an event we could agree on, like like a wedding. It would be great to be there, but like, I, I just, I just am so cautious of allowing your disappointment of somebody else. To otherwise taint a day that's focused on you and probably one or two other direct relationships, like the spouse, like the godparents and the parent. And the, it sounds like the grandparents are going to be there. Like, say, I would like you there. I would love you to be there. Uh, but I, there's just no reason to hold on to it like it's a. Maybe it's this. Per, the, maybe it's your sister at her worst. She's being petty. Okay. I mean, you st- she's still your sister for the rest of your life. Like, you gotta. There's just no reason to over to force this into being the thing. It's a power power thing. Yeah, let's take it back to the first question of the day. If uh, it was just you and the vicar and the baby, would you still do it? Yeah. Right? No one can attend. How about that? The church isn't available. You're going to have to do it at a pond down in the middle of the town. Yeah. Right? But it's you and the vicar and uh, the dad and and the kid. That's it. Like, would you still do it and find just as much joy in it as if nobody could attend? I think my answer is, your answer is pretty obviously no. No, I would not be as near as excited about this if everybody could not attend. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I I just and, and I think if it's the right relationships, those people will find a way to be there. And if it's something where they don't feel like they have uh like would move everything to be there, then like maybe you should just that's what it is then. You yeah. uh, then you know that. I just yeah, I'm just real cautious about over um overamping on it or trying to make a final Final ultimatum out of it I think uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't create value. it doesn't make your kid more or less confirmed or whatever it is that's going on. was it dedicated hmm. um it sounds like you got some room to like maybe there's probably some room to work christened. with on your sister yeah christened yeah oh christened yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay like a boat what's the what's the secular advice? we already gave it what I just gave <laughs> it I just got done giving it. What was I doing blavern Thinking about your next major point. This is you your whole life, isn't it? You're not listening to anything I'm saying. You're just like, <laughs> bin time. Almost bin time. Countdown to bin time. You think that relates to my marriage stuff from earlier? Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. For sure. It's a real falcon move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are not invited to my christmas. <laughs> yeah. well, You've been listening to Ben from the Path. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dang. You can have a complete line. You can call 515-517-0085. That's 515 515- 517-0085, call or text the complaint line. Uh, tell us, uh, wait, maybe you're tired of being, maybe you want to have your say heard. This way you can write it down and ship it in so he can't interrupt you or speak over you. Yeah, it's going to be revelatio. <laughs> yeah. you, go, you go ahead and say that. <laughs> That's yeah. Good. I'm going to check in with all of you guys monthly and go, hey, where am I really sucking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Good. I'll just hand you the pieces of paper I've been writing down at home so, instead of I'll, having to send it to you. Suddenly we get a lot of action on the complaint line from Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> Dear Falcon Foods. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it, Bub. In the, we'll uh, probably be in here next week. We'll see. In the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path. i so-